Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Twirl Talk Podcast. I am your host, Liz Cox, and y'all, this is our final episode of season two. Not our final episode ever, but our final episode of season two, and I could not be more excited about what we're sharing today. Our guest is Don Barton, and she is absolutely fabulous. She is a dear friend of mine, and she is a self-proclaimed joyologist, which you will learn about later. But um, in the midst of all that is happening in our world right now, with coronavirus and just the fear and anxiety and uncertainty and just the hot mess of emotions it is creating for all of us, Dawn is on the podcast today talking about joy and how even in the midst of the most unimaginable heartbreak, joy is there to be found. And she knows this because she has lived through it time and time and time again, um, from losing a child, being a rape victim, surviving cancer, um, and so much more. Losing a sister to cancer, having a husband who has overcome alcoholism. I mean, you name it. Dawn has probably walked through it, and because of that, she knows joy in a way that some may never know, but she is here with us today to just breathe a lightness into our hearts that we really, really need right now. Um, I hope you all are staying safe and healthy, and I hope that this brings you just a breath of fresh air. Wherever this finds you, whatever is going on in your world outside and beyond coronavirus, I hope that this brings some life to you today. Um, If you are not familiar with Dawn, I would love to introduce this fabulous friend of mine to you. Um, A multi-billion dollar direct sales company put Dawn on their Times Square billboard in the summer of 2018. In Dawn's 30 years of sales and marketing, she has been a top producer at every company she's worked for. Most recently, she was the number seven sales director for Mary Kay when she took a leap of faith and left it all to write Laughing Through the Ugly Cry. Dawn has been a public speaker for more than 10 years, giving talks about cancer, joy, female empowerment, and direct sales. When she's not encouraging other women to find joy and humor and even the most difficult of circumstances, you can find her living happily ever after in Florida with her husband, daughter, parents, mother-in-law, two horses, four dogs, and three cats, and a partridge in a pear tree. (laughs) Seriously, Dawn is absolutely fabulous you're gonna fall in love with her and you're gonna want to get her book laughing through the ugly cry in your hands asap when it comes out in may um but you can pre-order it and we'll tell you all those details in (laughs) at the end of the episode so stay tuned for that before we get started i want to give a huge shout out to our podcast sponsor for today simply done invites Simply Done has been a faithful sponsor of the podcast all season long. So if you're not new to the podcast and you've heard me talk about them before, but if you are new to the podcast, then listen up and let me tell you all about them. (laughs) Simply Done Invites is a local to Lexington, Kentucky custom design invitation company that can serve brides nationally. They don't customize 
pre-made invitations just match your colors. They start from scratch and make a design that is 100% original for your wedding. An invitation is a guest's first look into your wedding day. From your save the dates to your day of stationery, you want them to be as excited about your event as you are. What better way than a custom design invitation and paper theme that will perfectly fit your style? Simply Done Invites are here to help you create a day to remember by creating an original paper suite just for you. And unfortunately, if you are one of those girls um, or brides or couples or whoever you are listening right now that has had to postpone your wedding due to coronavirus, Simply Done Invites is making amazing change the date um, invitations. So if you are in the need for those, absolutely check them out. Get in touch with Becca and her team and mention code simply twirl for free RSVP envelope printing. All right, guys, I am going to quit rambling as always and just skip straight into our episode. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this amazing, amazing conversation with my dear friend, Dawn. All right, friends, I am so excited. I knew this would be the perfect finale for season two, but I did not know how timely and how perfect. I mean, just the Lord. Um, You guys get to hear from my dear and amazing friend, Dawn, today. And Dawn, I love you so much, and I am so excited that you're our guest today and that you're wrapping up. I'm so excited. I know. I'm so excited to be here. So much so that I'm interrupting you. (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, I'm like, come on, come on. I'm excited. Uh, Well, I'm trying to think back. We met, gosh, two, three years ago at this point. I honestly, I can't even remember. It feels like I've known you pretty much my whole life is really what it feels like. And in this Um, season, all the world is blurred anyway. We don't actually know the days of the week anymore, the years, the months. So we know nothing. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, everything is a someday. We don't know which day it is Uh a someday. Someday. Yeah. Yeah. We're, We're here now and that's all we know. I know. Yeah. But yeah, so Dawn's been in my life for a couple of years now and they've been the happiest couple of years ever because that's just after, I mean, people, you'll just understand everyone after this episode, you're like, Oh my gosh, I need Dawn in my life every day too. Like mm. you're just a ball of light and joy. And I just, yeah, I'm very thankful to call you my friends and I'm really, really excited for people to get to hear from you today. It's just such a treat. It's such a treat, but I could talk about you and all the things I love about you, which I will, but you tell the people (laughs) a little bit who you are, what you do, what life looks like for you. Just give us a glimpse into the life of Don Barton. Well, as my husband says, enough of you talking about me. Let me let me talk about me. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) It always cracks me up. Oh, the life of Don Barton. Well, today I, you know, if you're introducing yourself on a business, I'm an author, Mm -hmm. but the reality is, uh, I live on 23 acres with my husband and my 13 year old daughter. My parents live in the guest house next door. My mother-in-law lives in the house. We have two horses four dogs, three cats, and a partridge in a pear tree. Uh, Life here is just (laughs) full of um, joy for sure, but also um, just a lot of poop. I mean, there's just, (laughs) there's a lot of poop. I don't know how else to describe it. It just is what it is out here. Um, And these days it's a compound, you know, we're just like, my aunt is also here. Um, so we have my aunt, my parents, my mother-in-law. Yeah, it's the whole deal. Amazing. It's the family compound. But it's, it is wonderful. I'm very blessed to, to have 
family the way that I do. Yes, absolutely. Gosh, that is so fun. And just following you on Instagram, just the daily life of you is, you just never know what's going to pop up. Is there going to be a bra? Is there not going to be a bra? You literally just never know. <laughs> you you know, when know, when I, when um, I am a self-proclaimed joyologist and when I was thinking, I was talking to a friend of mine, I had been, um, I had a 10, almost 10 year career with Mary Kay Cosmetics. And before that I was in uh, sales and marketing. So total of 30 years in sales. And um, when I was leaving Mary Kay to follow a God calling to write my book, I was telling my friend, I said, I don't, I don't, what am I going to say I do now? I mean, the book's not out. I'm not, are you an author before the book's out? Or that'd be weird. I said, I just feel like I want to stand up and tell the world about joy and that you get to pick it. And she said, well, then you're a joyologist. And it was the funniest thing. And I was like, score, I'm a joyologist. Yeah. So thank you, Caroline Boudreaux. That's actually where that came from. And it just has stuck and it just fits everything I want to be about in this season of my life. It just talking about joy and that you get to pick it. Mm, I love that. Well, that I, that's so perfect. Cause I was like, I love that you call yourself that. And I wanted you to like tell people when they're like, is this like a thing or did she make this up? Like, what is this? Please tell us what a joyologist is. And, you know, I think you're going to start a trend of, uh, what people want for their careers now. Like they're like, Oh, I'm a joyologist. It's fine. I hope so. Right? We had a world full of joyologists. We'd be, oh man, we'd be living right. Let me tell you. Absolutely. I love it. Well, tell, tell us a little bit, like you just mentioned, you kind of dropped everything to follow this crazy calling to write a book. Kind of talk us through that. Walk us through what that, just how that happened. Cause you were, you were killing it at Mary Kay and then God kind of just was like, nope, we're done. Well, I want to first fully acknowledge that when people say what I'm about to say, you stand, <laughs> you just sound straight up crazy. So I acknowledge that and now we'll continue. I mean, when people, even when I hear people say, I had a dream and God called me to, I'm like, sure you did. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cute. Sure You're you cute. Did. You're cute. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> crazy. But that is exactly what happened. And at the time I had just, I had just achieved a huge year, um, with my company. I was the number seven sales director in the nation with Mary Kay Cosmetics. We just finished this million dollar year. Um, it was just unbelievable, all the things we had done. And I went to bed and I had a dream and God said, you're going to write a book. And I said, oh, no, I'm not. I am not your girl. I'm not a writer. I don't even journal. And I certainly don't read. So you probably need to go next door. I am not your girl. I'm not your girl. And I uh, said, you're going to write a book. You're going to write a book, write it down, write it down, wake up, write it down, write it down. And mm-hmm. I wrote down the things he said. And I, when I woke up in the morning, I thought, oh, this is going to be good. I mean, these are God's <laughs> words. You know, they're going to be so good. And like angels on high have written oh, yeah. these words, mm-hmm. right? And I woke up to like six words and that was it. But I knew exactly what each word meant. And mm-hmm. I knew the chapters that would fall out of those words. And from those words came a book. And um I wrote the book. I, I left Mary Kay, which was so hard to do. And I just mm-hmm. felt like God was saying, if you will take a leap of faith, I have something even bigger for you, which at the time I just, I was a big fish in a little pond. I did not, mm-hmm. my ego did not want to leave that circumstance. <laughs> and um, I did, I left, I left it all and uh, wrote the book and on a fluke, very quickly got a top literary agent out of New York. And there was only one publisher that I wanted and it was Thomas Nelson Publishing. 
and Thomas Nelson Publishing signed me. So it is just this incredible God story and all the details and all that happened. And just because God called me to something, does that mean it was easy? Oh, heck to the no, just not even a little. I have questioned, I have doubted, I've thought like, did you really have that dream? Was that really God? I I have gone back and forth, but it's just so funny to see the story coming together. And I remember getting so furious that the publishing process took so long because it has taken, it's just over two years now. And you know, God, God's just (laughs) the coolest. And who knew there was going to be a pandemic and the world was going to need to laugh through the ugly cry. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's just in God's perfect timing now. Isn't it wild? Literally, yeah. I mean, seriously. I mean, we, you and I had talked about you coming on the podcast, I mean, months ago, yeah. months ago. And I remember thinking like, oh, Don will bring it home. Like I'm going to make her the grand finale of season two. Like it's going to be perfect. No pressure. And th- yeah, no pressure, no, no pressure. pressure. But I just knew like our heart so much is you know, our mantra at Twirl is she twirled through life with a heart full of joy. And I was like, who better to talk about joy than my sweet Dawn? Mm. And then only God that we would be in a pandemic. I mean, you and I were texting back and forth and I was like, this could not be more perfect timing. Like, and I, well, and I was texting you yesterday because I was finishing up your book because I'm a lucky person and got an advanced Mm -hmm. reading copy. Um, But I mean, what a, what a time, like every, everything about it. And we're going to dig into some of the chunks that I love so much yeah. and think are so pressing for this time. But I mean, it's, it's, un, it's not unbelievable because we believe in a God who does mighty perfect right. things. Um, not saying that the pandemic is mighty and perfect by any stretch, but just the timing of even something as small as like someone's book timeline and the publishing process. Like he knew, he knew that people needed this message of joy and then we get to choose it in such a time as this. Right. Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That even through the tsunamis of pain, we still get Mm -hmm. to be joy Mm -hmm. and that there is joy even when it doesn't feel like it, that there is joy. Yes. Yes, man. I just, it really does. It really just blows my mind. And two of the chapters in your book, there's chapter six and chapter 14. I mean, the, the entire book I'm obsessed with, and I cannot wait, cannot wait for people to get their hands on this, like pandemic or not, like <laughs> people need this book. Um, but those two chapters, I feel like every word is dripping with hope and assurance that like joy is real and tangible and present in the midst of tremendously hard, heartbreaking things. Um, which I just love, man. Um, like chapter six, the subtitle is learning to treasure what you didn't want. And I'll have you kind of give people a peek in what that chapter is about and just kind of your cancer journey and how that, I mean, Lord have mercy y'all. If Don Barton has not walked through a million fires for people to be refined on the other side for people's good and God's glory, I don't know who has, but Mm. Just the stories your life is full with are just, I mean, truly unbelievable that one person has walked through all that you have, but. Well, and I'll, I'll, prior to getting to that, let me just, I'll I'll just 
say, so the book is um, a collection of essays. Now, when I went to <laughs> writing the book, um, I hired a, an editor to help me. And I literally had to begin with Google, how do you write a book? And um, I, she said, so is this one fluid story or is this a collection of essays? I said, is that a thing? And she said, yeah. I go, well, then that's what it is. It's that. Yeah. So, um, in my life, I have, I have lost a child to a rare bacteria of pneumonia. I have um, been raped and the guy was caught and it went to a full jury trial. Mm-hmm. And um, I have had stage three um, triple negative breast cancer. My husband um, battled with addiction is five years sober today. My <gasps> sister died, not today, I'm so sorry, but it's close. Yeah. He's five it years is- sober. Okay. That's so amazing. it's pretty great. Amazing. And my, um, my sister passed away from cancer a couple of years ago. My mother had a brain aneurysm that burst. It just has been this life filled with, I, I suppose if you're looking from the outside, this continued stories of tragedy, but mm-hmm. I, I view my life as uh, continued stories of like unbelievable redemption ridiculous amounts of joy. Mm. And um, so that's what the book came from. These really great, funny stories and perspective that came from living through the tsunamis of pain. Mm. So the, um, when you talk about, you're talking about the the chapter that I really talk about that we get to, right? That we just, we get to do the things. Now, Mm -hmm. I'm going to start that off by saying that in the last several weeks, I have been, uh, caring for my elderly Mm -hmm. (laughs) mother-in-law. Excuse me. I am not sick. (laughs) (laughs) That's not the Rona. Calm down. (laughs) Um, But she, um, she had fallen and I was having to help her do everything. Mm -hmm. And I was getting so upset with myself because I am not a uh, natural born caretaker. I'm just, Mm -hmm. I'm not. And um, I it's hard for me. It's hard for me to do all the things that are involved in truly taking care of somebody who can't help themselves. And I kept saying, but you wrote a chapter called you get to, you have got to find joy in this. And I'm like, there's no joy in this. This is awful. I do not like this. And, um, it, I don't think the feeling of you get to do things that are hard and miserable come at the moment of thinking, mm-hmm. okay, let's change our thinking. You get to do this. You mm-hmm. get to pick up that poop. Now, come on there. That is just <laughs> not how it works. It's, it no. just isn't. The perspective comes a little further out. And, and once now she's better, I do get to sit back a little bit and go, I love that I have had a season of my life getting to care for her, mm-hmm. uh, maybe not caring for it at the moment, but you know, this started back from um, doing things like in the throes of cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, Ella, my daughter, was four years old. My husband was in Bahrain with the Navy. He went active duty for a year, and it was the two of us. And you know, I was immeasurably blessed with help. Do not get me wrong, <laughs> but one of the things that was taken away was that I was too sick to drive Ella to school and pick her up. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that I complained about and, and felt kind of, but it was such a burden in my life that mm-hmm. taking her to school and picking her up. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when that got taken away, oh, I just craved to be able to do something so simple mm-hmm. and um, was so joyful when I did finally got to. Now, here we are, she's 13 years old. Do I fully complain about driving her to school? Absolutely. <laughs> so um, I, I understand it. I know I wrote about it, but we are still human, right? We are human. Totally. And, um, you do have to step back on occasion and realize that 
that these are blessings. And I do believe that in this season of this pandemic, we will step back. This is going to be the catalyst for an ridiculous amount of joy mm-hmm. and God stories and blessings and just a changing the world time. It just will. So in this moment right now, when we feel fearful and this is hard, it's hard to see, but when we will stay, take that step back, you will see the blessings. They're always there. I mean, we see it mm-hmm. a little bit on social media from the stories, but mm-hmm. they're immeasurably more than we can wrap our heads around right now. Exactly. I totally agree. I, I was, I've been talking, you know, I'm talking to, I feel like I'm talking to people more now than ever before, (laughs) which is beautiful. Um, but a couple of my friends, we've, we've just kind of said, you know, our, one of our deep, obviously a huge prayer of ours is that, um, just for healing and that this would go away and all the things, but more so uh, we're praying that this would leave our world a changed people for the better. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think this is a wake up call for, a, I mean, this is a wake up call for everyone. I almost said for a lot of people, but I would say for everyone, even right. if you had healthy, um, you know, flourishing rhythms of relationships and whatever, even if you had, you know, picture perfect, healthy life, um, which no one does. but you had, you felt like you lived a pretty balanced life. You know, even, even those people are being rocked in this, in this. And so, yeah, I think think we have, um, if you're somebody who's had more trials, more heartache, more difficulties, these kind of, it's easier. I, I truly believe that it is a gift to have, not at this, in the season, Mm -hmm. but the perspective that when you can hurt so much and be so low, Mm-hmm. That you also get to experience and see more clearly the highs, mm. the good so good, the joy so joyful, right? We just, yes. you have better perspective because if your life is forever in this straight line, mm-hmm. then um, you just, you don't get to experience the highs when you don't have the lows. It, yeah. it's, a, it's a beautiful perspective that we have. And, um, you know, you had, you and I were going to originally record a week ago, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um on, on a Tuesday morning, I got a phone call from my, my aunt, my godmother, my mom's sister, that my uncle had passed away from a massive heart attack last Tuesday. And he was one of the great loves of my life. He was my godfather. I grew up living with them uh, every summer because we lived overseas and we'd come back mm-hmm. in the summers. And um, to lose him was devastating. But then to learn from Oh, this is so hard to talk about. Mm-hmm. To learn from my aunt that she had to sit in the car mm. to, when he passed away is just like, oh. Yeah. And when you and I spoke, I was like, oh, I can't do that podcast. I'll never be able to talk about joy again. There is no joy. <laughs> there will never be joy. This is, you know, the world is horrid. Mm-hmm. And um, then we spent two days laughing about my uncle, talking about my uncle cherishing each other, crying together. And it just, I just got to see that, oh, even through this, there's so much laughter. There's Mm -hmm. so much joy. And do I think that this is a horrible, hard time? Absolutely. And I'm not making light of that. I'm just saying there is a point where you do get to pick Mm -hmm. how do do I choose to see this? I think in, in the moment of heartache, we hurt. But yep. then there must be a conscious decision to pivot out of that and choose joy. Yes, 
Wait a minute. You've got me so choked up over here. Oh, I'm sorry. No, but thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I was, I was wondering if you were going to go there or not. Um, so thank you for Mm. going there. That was a gift because it is, I mean, it, it, yeah, it's, it's those circumstances in all, in, in the pandemic of, you know, that people are alone, um, in some of the most vulnerable and devastating moments of their life. Um, but in a, in a weird way, so quickly we're reminded that we're not alone. Um, and you know, you know, the things of like not being able to have a funeral or, um, those kind of things that our time after his death, there was no hurried funeral planning or running mm-hmm. the errands and getting to this and the that and planning an event. It was just stillness, but mm-hmm. in the stillness, there was laughter and joy. And, um, I it brought my aunt back here with us after just for us to be together. You know, I think we have, um, we talk about social distancing now, but I really think the social distancing, what was, is what was happening before the pandemic. I truly mm-hmm. do. And yeah. that this is that like shakeup of, um, you get to be with each other. We get mm-hmm. to love each other. We get to hug each other. We just, we get to. Mm-hmm. And I hope that when this is over, that we, that we hug a little harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, we laugh a little bit more that we, we put some things aside to make that the, the gathering with friends and family, the priority first, and mm-hmm. that we all remember that because we almost once all lost it right? Yeah, so yeah. that it all, it becomes the priority again. And I, I hope that's one of the great gifts that comes out of this. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. I love that so much. That's yeah, exactly. And I loved at one point you even wrote, um, in the book when the normal everyday pieces of life get taken away, you realize they make up beautiful, make up a beautiful and wonderful existence. And I hope that that is so much of what exactly what you just said. Like those are the echoing and ripple effects of what happens right now. Mm-hmm. You know, the, I was talking to a friend and he was saying, you know, the pandemic will end. And, you know, unfortunately it will probably become one of those things. We'll never forget it, Mm-mm. but right. we'll kind of, for, it'll, it'll just become kind of a hazy memory of how almost, like, you know, in a weird like PTSD way of like, oh, we right. just kind of forgot how bad that was. Right. But what we won't forget I hope and I pray is how people responded and how people loved each other mm-hmm. and how people rallied for each other, even six feet away, you know, and, like, and that that was our instinct, that yeah. our instinct was to rally. That, I mean, that's exactly. who we are. And I think mm-hmm. that got away from us a little bit. Right. Yes. Um, and I'm, I mean, our phones have ended up being the, the blessing in all of this, our technology. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also is the thing I think that has also, kept us apart a little. You know, my 50th birthday was yesterday. Woo! I know you're all so shocked. She looks so young. How's it possible? Oh my gosh. <laughs> you look <Yeah>. Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> editing, editing. <laughs> um, yeah. But the uh it was so fun because my sister put together with about 12 of my best friends and we did a Zoom virtual birthday party. And so it was fun. so much fun. And they roasted me and they told stories and we it was just so fun, but I don't think we would have gotten together at all so in person right? or online had this not happened. Right. So such sweet gifts are coming out of a, a tragic time. 
it, yeah, it's so, I feel like so many, I've got so many like group texts or group mm-hmm. chats going and all of us are saying the same thing. Like we're talking more now than we ever have been because the, I think the Corona, right? <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's making us be still. And I was telling somebody the other day, I was like, I don't rest well. Like you're telling me not to hustle and not to do the things and not to be go, go, go. And to just step back for a bit. Like I don't do well with that. Um, but I'm learning, I'm learning what that looks like. And it's really good for my soul. <laughs> it is good, isn't it? And yeah. we happen to live in a place, um, only s- seven or eight months now, we moved from kind of a busy neighborhood out to 23 acres where, um, it's just quiet. It's quiet. You know, it's, mm-hmm. there's some horses and, but everything out here is quiet and there's a stillness and you kind of have to be with yourself, even if you don't mm-hmm. want to, you have to have a little bit yeah. of a come to Jesus meeting with, uh, who I am and can I handle this quiet stillness of life? Mm-hmm. And, um, it's really neat when you get to do it. It's yeah. great. The conversations you have with yourself and with God and, um, your family. And mm-hmm. I, I do feel like we're a million miles away and I like it. I like it like that. And I'm glad we have the situation we have on right now. So, I mean, yeah. not the pandemic, my family. Right. <laughs> right. Like, wait, no. You're I'm like, just so oh, thankful for the Rona. <laughs> no, that's not what I mean. <laughs> oh my God. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, I love you. Well, as soon as I'm able to travel again, I'm, I'm coming. Come on. I'm coming. Come on. Uh, it is. You all, you need to, if you're not already, you need to follow Dawn on Instagram because you just escape a little bit. Like front porch talks with Dawn on Insta stories. I just yeah. love them. They just yeah. make me so happy. Me too. Because right? you guys can't tell if I'm wearing a bra. So it's like exactly. an easy talk. <laughs> Listen, it's good for everyone. It's good for everyone. It is. It is. I'm usually not wearing a bra on the other side of the screen. So we're all in this together. It's I suspect great. many of the women, I don't think bra company sales are going through the roof right now. I'm just going to no, say that. No, I think comfort, like after is yeah. right now. <laughs> Yeah. I don't even think like shampoo sales are through the roof right now. Now I do think ponytail holders and uh-huh. dry shampoo, <laughs> that dry shampoo th- those kind of things are doing great. Yeah. Killing it. Killing it. I am in the, I am in the wrong industry right now. I'll tell right? You that much. Yeah. Oh Lordy. Well, you touched on this a little bit ago because I think one thing that, you know, it's one of those things like we can abstractly talk about joy all day long. And, but I think people love to know how to tangibly seek it, you know, like we all love like, Oh yes, big concepts, all these things, but we want the nitty gritty of how do we do this? And I love in the final chapter of your book, um, you call it, it's a one woman job. And you talk about choosing joy is just that it's a one woman job and why, starting small, like joy starting small matters so much. Can you kind of speak into that whole concept and idea for us? Yeah. And, um, I will tell you that I actually probably learned this well and in a tangible, teachable way, actually in Mary Kay, mm-hmm. um, in, in the world of direct sales, because yeah. when I was racing for a great big goal, mm-hmm. I was in this season of having to keep my mind right. Have, you know, it's very hard to stay at a highly motivated level for really long amounts of time. And you have to be super on purpose about what goes in it. So the first thing that I noticed was that when I watched TV, 
it really wasn't great for me. So mm-hmm. don't, I mean, let's take the news out of it because I think that's kind of a no brainer, like right. turning on the news. If you want to feel bad, turn on the news. It's just, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to tell. It, it is just what is, it is. Like yeah. stop. Okay. Yeah. Just that, that goes with it. That right now is just don't. And then, yeah. but I also noticed just, I would be sucked into uh, a day long of Netflix or just, mm-hmm. I would get, you know, just like a, moth to a flame on TV. So I really kind of had to take that out. And then I had to look at, so what flips me to feeling joyful? The first thing for me actually is music. The music turns me faster than anything else. And so then I thought, okay, well, when I feel, what are the songs that move me emotionally? So then I started putting different kinds of playlists together because you don't always want to hear the thing that makes you happy, right? Mm-hmm. You sometimes mm-hmm. want to relax and you sometimes want to feel just beautiful music and just, so I actually started doing different kinds of playlists based on how, maybe I just have this incredibly malleable personality. That music, <laughs> <laughs> it just is so easily, but music does do it for me. And I also noticed that, right. um, I can't believe these words are going to come out of my mouth. <laughs> But leaving like, my body really does you right make now? a difference. Don't tell anyone I said that. <laughs> but it really, it, I am not a fan of exercise. Do I acknowledge that it is good for the human body? Of course. Yes. Um, yes. But I do walk, I, I, I notice that if I am feeling tense, I don't feel happy, I go outside and I walk. I, or I just even go outside. Yeah. Just get out. And that's kind of funny in the season saying like, girl, just get out, visit with some people. That's not what I'm saying. Right. Right. Sun on your face. Um, so, and then I, I mean, I actually really started analyzing in my life, what brings me joy. Candles bring me joy. Um, flowers bring me joy, an incredible Mm -hmm. amount of joy. So I started from the grocery store. When I go, I buy flowers, $3.99 and I get hydrangeas that last me for two weeks. It brings me a ridiculous amount of joy, bright colors, um, in my clothing that brings mm-hmm. me joy. So I really, I started paying attention. So if you live a life where you aren't even paying attention to the things that shift your soul, mm. you gotta, you gotta stop. You gotta start yeah. looking at what yeah. makes me happy. What makes me happy. And you can never go wrong with a good puppy video uh, I mean, when all else fails for the love, <laughs> throw on a puppy video. Exactly. Even if you're a cat person, you're going to love Absolutely. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. We should question people's, uh, the, the temperature of their heart. If a puppy video can't do it for them. <laughs> I mean, really. Uh, yeah. Single girls. That's a, there's a good right? dating line for yes. you. <laughs> oh my gosh. How do, how do puppy videos make you feel? Mm-hmm. You're right. If he watches them too much, that is also a sign. That so. is also questionable. Run. Yep. Run. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so funny. many things. Oh, that could be a whole podcast in and of itself. Yes, it could. But I do think I do still go back to it is a one woman job. You do not mm-hmm. get to blame the circumstance of your life. You don't get to blame the people around you. Do I think that there are situations where people are around uh, bad people? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But there comes yeah. a point in your life where you either make a choice to stay there and find your own joy or you leave and find your own joy, but mm. it is still your responsibility to find joy. And to me, joy is God, God is joy. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, finding God first and then you're yeah. at the, going that deeper level to just knowing that, that beautiful love, love of joy. Mm. Amen. Amen. I love it. That makes me, that makes me so happy. And it's, it's funny that you it just breaking it down like that of, 
because I don't remember when it was. It might have been in the last year or so. I kind of had that come to Jesus moment of like, okay, what really makes me happy? Not right. what the internet is telling me right. makes me happy. Not what my best friend, like, it doesn't matter. Like what, what genuinely, if someone were to ask me, cause it got to a point where it was like, if someone were to ask me, well, what makes you happy? I would have been like, uh, mm. you know, that's a great question because mm. I think I had allowed myself to get so mixed up in other people's forms of happiness or what the internet was telling me to be happy about. And I just let the world control my thoughts, whether those were like good sources or not, it doesn't matter. It would, it no longer became my independent view of joy. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I've really done some heart work lately on like, okay, what brings me joy? And sometimes it is little stupid things like a candle, but sometimes it's the deeper more, you know, um, I remember after I, uh, left my job so much of my identity was wrapped up into those accolades and that achievement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was walking in the grocery store and there was a song that came on. It was a Pavarotti actually. And I thought to myself, and it was so beautiful and I got chills and I thought, I used to listen to stuff like this. Why did I, Mm -hmm. um, why did I quit? And of course I'm just, that's not exactly on the list of like cool people listen to Pavarotti, you know, it just is, it's, but it, it shifts my soul. It just stirs it. It gives me chills. And so that was kind of my first aha moment. And then my second one was when I walked in my closet and everything was black. And I thought Uh you used to love to wear coral. What happened? Uh Why did you stop? And it, it was a little bit of a, I felt like it was a little sprinkling of breadcrumbs of let's go find your, let's go on a joy journey. You know, let's figure out who you are again. And Uh, it takes time, but it's an on purpose behavior. Absolutely. Mm, That's so good. I love that so much on purpose behavior. That's so good. I'm like noted, writing that one down. So good. That's so good. Wow. I love that. I could just like think on that and marinate on that for a long time. And and I went down so far as to go like fragrances. I noticed I was buying perfumes that were the popular ones, not what I love the smell of. What you actually loved. Yeah. 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 And decor in my house. I started, I wanted to do what I liked rather than what was trendy and it was supposed to be pretty. And I, you know, at just every single thing, like what brings me joy? What brings me joy? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was even talking about dating and all the things it, you know, when people are like, are you a mountain or a beach girl? I would think like, oh, I probably should say I'm a mountain girl, but like, I'm a beach girl through and through. You know what I mean? Like That is still, so funny. I know. I'm sitting here going, do I have to pick one? I don't know. The sand right. kind of bugs me in the mountain. That sure is hard to climb. And sure like, it's hard to climb. do I have to hike? And right. like, the other ones, do I have to wear a bathing suit? You know? I know. I know. Right. <laughs> I know. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, We're more than that. We are more than that. That's right. But I think like, there is nothing I love more on this earth than being on the beach with a cocktail in my hand during a Florida sunset. Like mm. that is my heaven on earth. A hundred percent with, with music playing, like mm. that is heaven on earth to me. And so it's like, when I think about that, I'm like, Oh no question. I'm a beach girl. You know, like I'm not going to waver that because you know, like I might think I'm more attractive if I'm a mountain girl. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and I don't think like I'm that. a beach girl. We live at the beach and I don't even think I'm a beach girl. And that's okay. I'm sitting but I like, I love room. that about you. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I don't even, so see, we don't have to pick. Uh-uh. We can you be whatever. Exactly. I'd be a beach girl to go and hang out on the beach with you. 
Okay. See? I like that. <laughs> okay. I'd go meet you in the mountains. Exactly. But to put that label on me, I don't know, y'all. They're right. Exactly. Yeah. It's very polarizing. Yeah. yeah. I know. And don't get me wrong. I love a good, put me in a cabin in a mountain. I am a, I am also a very happy girl, but I really, it's like, put me by a body of water and I'm, I'm very happy, but you know, whatever. We have a pond. We have a little pond and a pool. You'll be fine okay. here. Great. I'm just going to move in. It's going to be great. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, okay. Well, we're to, well, this whole interview is my favorite part of the interview, but my consistent, you know, it's, it's not an interview if I don't ask you this. Um, we asked this of every guest on the podcast. Our mantra here at Twirl is she twirled through life with a heart full of joy. What for you is the foundation of your joy? Well, immediately my answer is God, but mm-hmm. I will tell you that um, I didn't live a life knowing about a relationship with God. So it, and, and I knew about God, then I lost a child and I was mm-hmm. so angry that I, I was loving a God that took babies away from mommies Mm -hmm. and I broke up and I said, we're done. And, Mm -hmm. um, then I feel like there was a slow courtship. It kind of makes me almost cry Mm -hmm. a slow courtship of me to bring me completely back to him. Mm -hmm. And to think that a girl like me who, you know, cursed him and was angry at him and, uh, fought with him, um, lived the life, you know, I mean, I've danced on bar tops and done, you know, wild and crazy things that I just think, oh, he's never gonna love Mm -hmm. me completely because there's a perfectly good Christian girl that has lived the right life. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, the older I I get, the more I kind of chuckle that, yeah, that's the content that was needed to tell the story of what a great and awesome God we have. Mm Because I feel like I can come at it from a perspective of, trust me, Mm -hmm. he is the end all be all. And I know that because I went away from him and I came back to him. And Mm -hmm. life with him through the hardships is a million times better than life without him. And I know that when I laid in a bathtub and I cried out to him, God, I cannot live one more day with this. You have to take this pain. Mm-hmm. I truly cannot live another day. You have mm-hmm. to take this. And then in minutes, when I stood up and that water came down my body, so did he lifted all of the pain, all of the hurt, all of the <sighs> difficulty, mm-hmm. all of the things I couldn't handle, he took. And he's done it again and again and again and again. He showed me this just joy that is only from him. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I'm like, take me to church, girl. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, but that my, I will so say my secondary it. thing though is my family. Yeah. Yeah. Of for course. Sure. Absolutely. Well, they're just such a personification of the Lord's love for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, not everyone's is that, that that's not totally fair to say, but I think for you, your, yours totally is. Yes. I, I totally agree. Did that little ditty ding? just come on and ruin our little podcast. You guys, this is real life around here. Um, I'm so sorry. No, I'm just perfect. excited. I haven't had barking dogs and somebody yelling and the, my mother-in-law dinging the bell to come help her. And like, there's so many things that could happen in this moment. You're like, we made it to the end and just now. I know. Um, story of my life, story of my life, but no, it didn't. It didn't come through. You're perfectly fine. I hoped that when I, 
I wrote laughing through the ugly cry. I wanted to write it to the girl who was me Mm -hmm. um, 15 years ago, meaning that I believed in God. I didn't know you could have a relationship with him without there being check marks of good deeds. Right. I didn't yeah. know that it was just this all out, cool, amazing, wild love for me. Mm-hmm. And I want it to be, I believe that in our faith journey in the beginning, there's, um, you know, we're just kind of barely sticking our toe into the, the, the waters of faith. And yeah. then maybe on the other side, we're, we're taking some Beth Moore Bible studies, you know, like we're yeah. in it, like we're <laughs> in And yes. I feel like my purpose is at the beginning of that journey to tell you come a little bit further. Like he's the coolest. Yeah. yeah. I'm not your girl is going to quote scripture to you right and left. Right. I could quote a little more now, but, <laughs> um, he, that just to come a little bit further, get to know him more and the sadness you feel, these fears that you have, give them to him, like truly give them to him. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, uh, it's life changing. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think the, um, I wrote the book to everyone and anyone. I didn't want it to be too heavy on a Christian side because I wanted to everybody to read it. I want everyone to know that joy is your choice. Mm, yep. Yep. Cause it is. Well, and I think everything you just said, like when we can really grasp that kind of joy from the Lord, it liberates us It does in only a way that that kind of love can. True. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. And I think your book does, I think it gives such a beautiful, Oh, I could cry. Like such a beautiful picture into into that truth of how liberated you have been um, because of the way that God has loved you through, Mm -hmm. you know, horrific pain, um, but that you have been able to come out on the other side and say, you know, there is beauty in this and joy Mm -hmm. is still real. Yeah. Through all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I feel very emotional, but it's because I love you. And I just feel like, I just will never forget a friend of mine. You and I <laughs> did an Insta story one time and he responded and said, Oh my gosh, that is you in 30 years. And I, I know. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God, you're right. Cause we really looked exactly alike. In the, and we've in heard the that video. a few times. We yeah. have, we have. Really, I mean, yeah. Don Barton, if I am you in 30 years that, Oh, I, I really, I, I think that's why I'm so emotional is because like, I, I hope and pray my life looks like yours. Oh, that's the sweetest. Con- I will just give you a little advice. Like tone your arms up more, like keep <laughs> toning them. I let that go for a good 20 years. And I'm, I'm like, you know, looking back on why didn't I just use weights? So um, that's just about the best compliment you could. Oh man. Oh man. Well, it's true. I just think you are just such a gift to this world um, and to anyone that gets to meet you. So I hope that that is how people feel after listening to this episode. Like I hope they just feel like it was a hug in the midst of the craziness that we're living in, but that there's hope to be had in in the midst of it as well. Mm, I, I hope so too. I hope that that's, yeah. Thank you, love. Of course. Of course. Well, Okay. So I want obviously everyone and their mother and their grandmother and their aunts and their cousins and their cousins, cousins to have your book. So tell us it's not out quite yet in the world, but tell us just recently, we've got some exciting things that people can access now. So tell us 
all the things. Tell us where to follow you. Tell us how to connect with you, how we can get the book. Tell us all the things. I would love to. So the book, <laughs> the book doesn't come out until May 26th and it kept getting moved back. And then thanks to this <laughs> coronavirus, it got moved back a little bit. Now it's in God's perfect timing, right? So it's May yep. 26th. And I was working with the publishers and I said, is there any way we can get it out early? I just feel like this is a story we desperately need right now. And that's not that sounds a little egotistical being the author, but I really do mean it. No, <laughs> it's a story really. Enjoy. <laughs> yes. um, and we could not, I think, I don't know why, but there's a reason that it, we couldn't, the books are not ready, the hard books. So we couldn't do the audiobook and the ebook. It has to all go together. Mm -hmm. So, but what they did do is allow me to release nine chapters now so that when somebody pre-orders the book, they can go to my website or uh, the link on Instagram and they can download the nine chapters now. And there's only 14. So it's a lot of the book. And I love <laughs> that they did that. So it, it means the world to me to kind of have that message out, that much of the message out right, right. now. And um, Instagram is Don R. Barton. <laughs> Don R. Barton. The R is very important. There. And actually it's the same one for Facebook as well or donbarton.com. And when you go to pre-order, I don't want you to be a small thinker. I want you to think like 10, 20, 50 books at a time. Yes. You need to just think one. No, like do them for your neighborhood, your church, think big. <laughs> think real big. Oh, I did. When I pre-ordered mine, I was like, um, I will take at least five now. And, then, um, and it's a gift book. I, it is. Yeah, it's, it's a so colorful pretty. gift book. It's a pretty gift book. Yeah. It's and it was so funny. Fun. I, I, I don't know why I thought it would be a gift book. I thought that in the beginning, you know, one of the things about gift books is they're 30, 35,000 words and the normal books are 60, 70,000 words. Mm -hmm. And it had to be a gift book because that's kind of all I had to say. <laughs> Well, here's the fun fact about Don is I would consider you one of my writing mentors. And, um, well, you aren't basically, I'm like, how do I do this? What do I do? And Don's like, here's my book proposal, shape it to your own. But I literally was like, um, how am I supposed to get this many words out? She was like, I don't know. I have a gift book, so I don't know. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I couldn't. So. I couldn't. I reached Call my a max. different friend because I yeah. couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> So funny. It's true. So funny. Even for the next book, and we're trying to to decide should it be a, a trade book or a gift book. I'm like, I, I don't know if I know that many words. I don't know. You're like, <laughs> I may have to stay gift books. <laughs> right. But they're so pretty. That's the thing they're about pretty. gift books. They're so pretty. So they are. Yeah. I'm I'm team gift books. They're they're great. All they're right. beautiful. And then I have to write less. So perfect. Yeah, it all works out. It, it works in everyone's favor. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you for having me on today. Oh my gosh. This Thank you so, fun. so much. This Whether was such a gift. We recorded it or not, just getting to talk with you and laugh with you and for us to talk out loud about uh, joy for our world in this season. Amen. This was such a gift. I'm so grateful for you. Mm, I love you too, babe. Was that not just the best thing you've heard in a long time? <laughs> I am so deeply grateful for this conversation. I feel like this would have carried me through my day if Corona wasn't a pressing part of it, but all the more because the times of our world are just so crazy right now. I just hope that this felt like a hug from a friend um, that clearly we are not allowed to get right now. <laughs> oh, I'm laughing, but it's not funny. <laughs> 
But seriously, I hope that this just kind of helped you escape and rebalance, or not rebalance, but reset yourself and just put into perspective what is important and what matters right now, which is choosing love, seeking joy, and knowing that you get to do that. You get to seek joy. You get to choose joy. And um, yeah, I just want to thank Dawn so much for taking the time to share with us and share so openly and vulnerably. And gosh, just what a treat she is. So as a big thank you, go follow her on Instagram if you're not already. Pre-order her book. Get it for your friends. Get it for yourself. Get it for, you know, go ahead and Christmas shop. Um, And then you will have this incredible book in your hands, you know, in May. Um, You got to wait a little bit, but all good things are worth the wait. So Dawn, again, thank you so much. I love you so, so, so deeply. And um, you're just a treasure, and I'm so grateful for you. Friends, also don't forget to check out our sponsor for today, Simply Done Invites. If, like I said, if you were a bride who had to postpone due to silly corona, um, I hope that you will check them out for a change the date invitation for your guest. And um, don't forget to use the code SIMPLYTWIRL, and you'll get free envelope, RSVP envelope shipping. Or what am I saying? Free RSVP envelope printing. That's the one. (laughs) Lord have mercy. This work from home life, y'all. All right, guys. I love you so much. Thank you so much for another incredible season of Troll Talk Podcast. If you have not yet uh, left a kind rating interview, will you please go do so today? Just so that in the meantime, in the interim between now and season three, we can keep drawing people near to this podcast because I hope and pray that it is a bright spot in this world that it can feel just like a conversation after conversation with your girlfriends just about how to get by how to survive and flourish and just be content and grateful for the life right in front of you um so yeah kind five-star ratings and written reviews help do that and to all of you that have done that in the past thank you we love you we are indebted to you for the success of this podcast and just the breadth it has reached we're just humbled and grateful and uh, we cannot wait to get to work on season three another great season ahead i'm so looking forward to it um yeah guys we love you keep in touch follow us on instagram at twirlx or at twirl talk podcast if you're local once our doors are back open please come visit us um you can request an appointment online twirlboutique.com and um guys just stay safe be healthy make wise choices and just know that you are not alone We love you so much. We are here for you however we can be. Please reach out. um, Shoot us a DM. Shoot us an email. We want to be a support system and a, um, a team of cheerleaders for you in whatever life has for you right now. All right, guys. Take care. We'll talk soon. We love you.